Maybe that's so much wholesome in my life. Nice, nice, nice. This just into the Survivor SA newsroom. Welcome back to another episode of T N. Oh, we look, 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 look. Sean uh, got thrown off here because Hilchard is missing. And those of you who don't know Hilchard, he is a fan expert and he's part. He's meant to be part of the panel. He's missing because of a burst tire. He might be joining us later. We'll see how that goes. But Sean, Sean, what a week of Survivor, sir! What a week of Survivor. Yeah, I know. I think this is uh, this has been my favorite week so far. And just like that, Sean comes in with the hard facts. We've got Alex on the line so far. We've got Dylan Faree. And of course, we've got, oh, long course there saying good vibes. Good vibes only in the TNO house here today. But yeah, Sean, it was uh, a good week. And if you're saying it's your best one so far, then you know it's good because you don't just dish out compliments for free. Exactly. You see that you make people work for the compliments. <laughs> always, always. All right, people. Um, today's show, you know what we're going to do. We're going to be hitting off with an icebreaker. From the icebreaker, we're going to move on to the weekend focus, then the golden spear. The golden spears we give where we, we give the best players the best moves or the players that made the best moves, we give them the golden spear. And then we have the wooden spoon. That's for the player that obviously made the not so good move. And then, of course, Storms Brewing and our skull rating where we rate the week. So to kick it off, we've got the icebreaker, Sean. I've got a big question for you. You know, I've thought long and hard about this. I mean, you've been with me throughout the process in terms of me trying to brainstorm ideas and that sort of thing. But, sir, if you had to choose God narrating your film, would it be Morgan Freeman or David Attenborough? And why? You've also got to tell me why. Why? Um, sure. That's a difficult one. Uh just God narrating my like my life or just any form, like your your life, your life. My life. Uh, so you, yeah, in, I think in, David in movie, to God and uh, David Attenborough. Interesting call. Why, sir? Um, I, well, I don't know. I think uh, he's more maybe suited for my life. You know, not not too much excitement all at once. You know, very calm, <laughs> easy going. <laughs> you know what you don't think is the most exciting, but he when he speaks their substance is what you say. Exactly. You need someone knowledgeable, obviously. Um, and he seems like it, and I think he's got a nice, nice voice. Or well, not not to say Morgan Freeman doesn't, but and maybe also Morgan Freeman that, that God voice overplayed a bit wants something new. Okay. That's yeah, because I suppose I mean he is the voice of the earth. I so generally and that's why I'm I was shocked about what you were saying. Because if I would say David Attenborough, I'd be like, you know, the voice of the earth, Morgan Freeman, the voice of God. But I suppose uh, Morgan Freeman is the swankier option and you don't like the swank. We know you're more of a Dante esque sort of type, very direct, <laughs> very hard hitting. And uh, we might as well kick off with regards to that, um, Sean. The weekend focus, obviously a couple of big names all thrown out there. We've got what, starting off with Tony, we spoke about it, she was at the top of the game 
cut by the knees. Then we got Dante gunning for one man and one man only, almost like a, a starship trooper from Darth Vader, just trying to eye his target. And he gets his ship gets shot down. Then, of course, the other two as well. Who are the other two? Big names. There was Meryl. And then, is it um, at post three? It's four. How many? What you say? It's four. It's four. Meryl and Steffi. And Steffi. Yeah. My goodness, how do I forget Steffi? The challenge beast, she didn't even get into the challenge beast mode. They cut her before it even happened. And then again, Meryl went out with all the advantages, Sean. Yeah, no, look, I'm I'm glad we, we're only broadcasting to Survivor fans and not Star Wars fans, because if you call them Starship Troopers and Darth Vader in one <laughs> sentence, you know, I'm not sure they actually be too too stoked with that but you know we can move on uh, no. Sorry, man. Sean, no, you got to give people context man it's i've just come from hot pot yoga i'm sweating like my balls are tripping here it's 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 been a long day bro. it's been a long one or a hot one at the very least okay there yeah. we go i'll forgive that one then Thank you. um yeah no it seemed like basically every, every episode a big name got taken out um yeah so it was a, a very eventful um i think you you get some props for calling the Tony. I remember, remember last episode you said yeah they might be setting up for, for a downfall, and you know they came true Monday, straight out. So yeah, well done. Thank you. I mean, we call ourselves like, or at least I call myself an expert. Um, so it's good to be validated there, Sean. Thank you. Um, yeah, but what, what did you think so far, though, in terms of how it played out, in terms of where the season's going? You said your favorite week. Um, when we're looking in terms of how it rates in conjunction to all the other sort of Survivor essays that we've seen before, where are you putting this one so far? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's probably the best one. Yeah. I was trying to think cause it, I, like the first couple of weeks, I don't know, but it's, the, uh, I don't know if I'd rank that as the best Survivor I've seen, but um, this week, one of the best, like, well, the best week I've seen so far, one of the best few episodes I think I've seen in, in Survivor, you know, lots of, Lots of moves. The only thing I wasn't a big fan of is um, all the crying. Too much crying for me. I can't. I can't handle it. I can't. I can't have Marion crying when she chooses rice, and then when she wins a challenge, and then when her and Dina are speaking about Survivor, and then every, when Steffi gets voted out. I mean, Tony's crying. Steffi's crying. Dina's crying. I mean, come on, like just. Yeah, handle yourself. Like, I mean, it's an interesting it one, though, because I mean, when she starts, I pretty much liken her to a Sandra Twine in terms of how she's playing a game, anyone but herself, and that was a complete wrong, like wrong read on my side. Because when we were looking at it, she is a lot more emotive in terms of her decision making, and I suppose this is also a consequence of as the game draws on, day twenty-two, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, they are hungry, the relationships are formed, the bonds are stronger, and now the game really starts kicking in. It was quite ironic, is that the Breakfast Club. And um, the package, I suppose the package alliance, it, I think what was clearly evident is that it was a bag of groceries and wasn't one that was filled with all the ingredients because they started eating each other at the breakfast club. So I found that was quite interesting. And I think they got to the point where they were sort of in the driving seat and they had to turn on each other. And I think when you at that point on that stage, the tears do come out because all of a sudden you see your game disintegrating like in the, in the point of the, the, the game where it's meant to start really kicking in. I mean, they've blown their own game up. So, I mean, forgive her a little bit if we're going to be talking about tears a little bit. But at the same time, when we look no, at what Dino's some... done there and her relationship with Dino, that's, that's managed to keep her in the game, the tears. The tears are keeping her in the game. Maybe, maybe. So I can I can understand, you know, Steffi gets voted out crying. Okay, we forgive her. Like, Marion chooses rice over the immunity idol, starts crying. Like, come on. Her and Dino are discussing survivor <laughs> tears. Yeah, maybe it built their relationship. 
she wins immunity crying like come on that's it's too much for me yeah well look cassidy miller saying he loves the crying shows uh roy motion you sure cassidy's a guy yeah, Cassidy's a guy. He won, dude, he won our Tiro Buff last year, so I know exactly who he is. He's like a Cape Town citizen <laughs> over there. Um, then we got Rian saying, also appreciate the raw emotion. And then Dino's coming with a question there. So, uh, um, Sean, he's saying, how's uh, Fulham's kit? I have questions. Yeah, Dino, look, on my other channel, if you go check that out, we've got footage of some Liverpool players sneaking in the background outside of Craven Cottage. You go check that out. That's how I got this. They literally just gave it to me. They said, here we go. We heard you part of this TNO podcast. You know this guy who's playing Survivor really well, Dino, apparently. He might win the whole thing. He has a Fulham shirt. That's how I got that. But overall, Sean, any last things you want to comment on with regards to the week in particular? We've spoken about the crime. I know you think they don't get fed, but it also clearly showed how much food is an issue. We've got Steffi fighting over food. Tajan getting grumpy. we got the tears seemingly coming out from food. I mean, what did you think about that? No, I thought it was too much. Come on, Steffi, Steffi crying about, <laughs> crying about the rice. Come on, man, you you're an adult. Like you get food, you eat a bowl of rice, and you suck it up. I don't know. And come on, that's that seems. Oh. I I get it. Like you get voted out, you can cry. If you in in a reward challenge and you want food and you get food and it's just not the food you want, I think you can you can at you at an age that you don't have to cry about it. Okay, well, the people in the comments, I know you're saying you like raw emotions. Um, yeah, Dylan Faree saying the war of food. I think that's a great one um, to put out there. Maybe that should have been the theme for the season. But the, the interesting thing is when we are looking at the food and we're looking at sort of how it does play an emotional role, are you saying, Sean, because they've signed up to Survivor, it should be a known fact that they're not going to eat and they should be okay with it mentally coming into it. Is that what you're saying? No, not really. Like, well, to a degree, yes. They they obviously know what they're signing up for. I'm just saying like, and and I agree that it's... Um, <laughs> It, it must, Look at this, Sean. Uh, Alex saying we need you on Survivor, boy. They, they know. They can see this Dante 2.0 molding out here, boy. They can see it. They can yeah, see it. Yeah, but what yeah. happens if I what happens if I go on Survivor and then start crying and everything? I'll never be able to live it down. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, so like I understand that the the hunger it can play with your emotions, and that you can see that clearly with Tejon. I'm just saying, like Steffi was eating while she was crying. So I mean, I don't know how much yeah, you can blame there on. On hunger, yeah, um, that that's thanks. because she wanted the she wanted the look. I think Tajan got the best deal there. You got my my sort of deal. I would have been happy if I got his. Out of all of them, I thought that was the best dish: the spaghetti and the wine. Oh man, I would have been over the moon. And also, he's already got loose lips. I wonder what he said after drinking all of that wine. I'm, Dino, are you in the comments? I wonder if you can divulge anything that might have slipped out there after you had that full bottle. Sean, which one was your favorite meal? Um. Yeah, I think probably not a good choice in terms of calories, but I mean, if 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 that was a normal day, I'll take uh, beers and biltong any day. <laughs> Dante, everyone, can we just see this guy? <laughs> when he enters Survivor, he's just got to say, which player do I want to be? I want to be Dante. That's it. Done. Done and dusted. <laughs> there we go. Also, guys, Dante's performance, how happy with you coming back? If you have to rate seeing him back on screen out of 10, what would you give him? Dante. Uh, just put the drop down in the comments there. Dino saying, Tajan, 10,000%. Had the best dish. You see? Look at that. And then again, he's saying, Tajan was hilarious. He got hammered. You see, live, guys. This is happening live on Tierra. There There's go. some insider trading, almost to Sean's point, like NFTs. Um, so if you want to buy an NFT, Sean's creating some later. So we'll check them out. Some survive no. NFTs. Oh, I wanted to, while, uh, while I see Dino's comment, um, what I'm still like a little bit confused what he got from that reward, the save of the date thing. What exactly? So he gets to send someone, Don himself, to Outpost. When is that? Or do we not know it yet? 
there's a specific date that's after like a certain amount of days um for me it's always hard to start like and this is why dino's the great survivor player and why we're sitting here sean is because when i play i look at episode per episode he's already playing advanced so he'll know the exact date also because he saved the date for his wedding like he clearly stated so it was a nice sort of date for him to remember so curious to see what he says there in the comments but just going back oh there we go day 32 cassie miller again just pulling up dude what is going on here cassie you want another buff i think that's what's going on we got ah look at this gentlemen we've got the self-starters in the house if you haven't subscribed to karen's new channel there he is there david freeman <laughs> is who he would get short a nice little hybrid between the two maybe in the future we could take their dna and put it in a capsule and spin that out to make that happen voice of god <laughs> um all right but we're gonna move on now sean we're gonna move on to the the part that we love the most and it is the part where the players have made the best moves i'm going to critique that for the week Sean, nominations, quick, let's go. go. Let's hear this and why. Also, drop your, your nomination in the comments too. Um, I think I'll start with probably, I don't, I don't know, mate. I, you know, you, you want to give it to a single person, but I reckon that that whole no BS alliance, I think almost everyone in there could deserve as a shot for, for one reason or another. I think, um, I think they handled this really well this week. Um, they, you know, it was it was always going to be a bit of a, a head-to-head, which with a, with a full package being three tight people, them being three tight. Although we weren't sure which way Felix was going to go, but he's obviously um, he's obviously made up his his mind now. Um, mm. But I think they handled it well. Um, they they especially the the last one where they how they managed to convince Merrill not to play any of the advantages for herself. I think that was great. I thought. I mean, I, will, I think we'll touch on it on the in the wooden spoon. But um, the, the fact that she felt co- confident enough, two votes in a row, to not use any of her advantages for herself, uh, I think that just speaks to to how they were playing the game and they they had control of the vote. They managed to split up. Um, I was surprised, and I don't know whether it's good play from their side or bad play from um, the the full package allowance that allow that they seem to turn on each other very quickly uh, considering how many people are still left um but they they definitely didn't show um any signs of you know splitting on each other just yet so i think uh, anyone in there could give a shot maybe felix a little bit more cuz he was leading the the merrill charge and 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 he was maybe a bit of a passenger before he was obviously split from philandino so he didn't have as much to, to speak about or in the in the thing, but now he's back. Oh, sure. so. I know I'm, I'm wearing a football jersey, so as soon as you said Philandino, it sounded like a Brazilian footballer that Man United have just signed. Philandino. <laughs> anyway, so as, as you were, yes, Philandino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they, they seemingly were calling the shots. Felix made a bit of a play this week. So, yeah, I think maybe Felix from, from my side, I think he uh, he deserves a shot. Dino also part of the tribe, but he, he did win the... He did win the car. So... Mm. Also deserves a bit of a shot. Good shot. Who did you reckon? Yeah, look, firstly, just to go back onto that advantage that he got there, you know, saying on day 32, whoever has the advantage will be sent to outpost if uh, he can go, if he still has it by day 32. So that's how that works. Um, and it seems like it's going to be a big thing in the future of the game. 
Um, with regards to the no BS allowance, uh, alliance, I said allowance because you said no package allowance there, Sean. Um, I think you are on the money. I think everyone in the comments is in agreement as well. They're all saying Felix, funny enough. And I think it's because he's come out to play now. He's done well. He's laid low. He's gotten himself sort of wedged in a position where he could have gone either way with the Dante or with, you know, the no BS. It's worked out in his favor that he didn't really have to make the call for the Dante going out. So he, he still comes out of the game with the relationship intact. Um, and he gets to now play. Do you think so? Wait, sorry. Not to, not to interrupt you uh, there, but like for me that... Uh, if I was Dante, that wouldn't make a difference to me. So if you you have definitely not sided with Dante, the same as Meryl. So what? Meryl had a no vote. She didn't actually write Dante's name. Felix didn't write Dante's name. That means nothing to me in my regard. They both went against him. I think it must have something with their relationship. It definitely wouldn't sit too well with me if if I was with Dante and seemingly so close with Felix. He never told them the plan that they were going to vote him out. Sure, he he didn't put his name down, but I mean that's for me that's semantics. Like he he still went against him. Yeah, and I think um, seeing as you are more of our Dante figure in the studio at the moment, um, <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. I wonder what that relationship is like. I suppose I would be a bit upset going, well, why didn't you do anything to help me in this scenario? But I suppose from Felix's side, he's come out. There is growth, and again, we we like. In terms of this section, because it's a returnee cast, we like comparing the previous games to the current game. And I think what he's done is kept himself in most majority of the conversations being had. He's got his finger on the pulse and he's not doing too bad at challenges, but it's it's great that he's not winning anything right now. I think the difference between him and Dino, congrats to Dino, but like Dino said, the car curse. And um, he said it might hinder. And I thought that was quite funny that he wanted Mahindra. So it might Mahindra his, his possible chances. Excuse the pun there, but it just had to be said. But <laughs> Uh, it's pretty much Survivor gave us that material. So thanks, guys. But yeah, so I think he's put himself in the spotlight there. We know he's a bit of a bit more of a threat, but he's got that social sort of aspect that he's able to draw them in. Now, if we're looking at a Felix and we've got to really isolate his game, I wonder how much damage the sort of situation with voting Steffi out would have affected the other sort of angle that he was playing. And that was the Marion sort of option that he had i know she was quite sad but in that case it almost looks like she defects now to dino and it seems like she's closer to dino because of it so i wonder if that's not the the dance sort of the flaw in his game up until this point maybe although she also seemed pretty close with phil towards uh both dino and phil to be honest but she you know she kind of says that she wants to bring phil back so um i know they did allude to it a little bit in the in the last episode that Felix name Felix's name gets thrown out, so you know that it, it possibly could have hindered his game. Um, we will have to see, you know, next week because um, he, him making the moves plus him going against Marion, maybe that did put a little bit of a target on his back, even though he didn't win any of the challenges. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. But before we speak about something else, we've got Simon in the house here saying hello for the first time. First time I've seen you, so thank you very much. We've got uh, Tristan back in here. We've got Rian. We've got Olanqua still going into the comments. We've got Authentically Me. Um, just keep them coming and let us know what you think about all of this. But yeah, so we've got Felix. We've got Phil. We've got uh, Dino, of course. Those are your strong candidates. Is there anyone else worth giving a shout to? Anyone, Dino. If we're looking at Dino... Doing something particular. In... What do you think? I mean, Meryl. I mean, no, no. Simon saying Meryl uh, for designing her own exit, which is it was like she is a, per a person of theatre. So when we're looking at how she went out, that's why Sean. If you move your head, move your head there, Sean. And this way, this way. Look at her. She is 
that, that was a bit of a, a comedy tra- tragedy. It was like very Shakespearean in terms of her exit. And I think it really adds to the season um, and really overplayed in terms of her exit. So maybe, yeah, I don't know, instead of the wooden spoon, should someone get the golden spear for manufacturing that? <laughs> Tough to give someone a golden spear who got voted out there. But it was know. so elaborate. It was perfectly planned to her own demise. Yeah, it is. But, but I mean, that's why I was, I was giving credit <laughs> to the, the No BS Alliance because they, they did exactly what they set out to do. They made her feel so comfortable. She was approaching them with her idea to send Marion home and everything. So, you know, no one let sort of anything slip that she might be on the chopping block. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know. She, she, she maybe was just a bit of a, a threat. So they took her out. So maybe that's that's could be you know uh, a positive attribute that everyone saw as such a social player so yeah yeah um, but i don't know i'll definitely not give a golden spear. look i'm this is gonna be this is gonna be ridiculous and people aren't gonna buy this but i'm gonna say his name anyway i'm gonna say tejan um because when the week starts he does find an idol yeah okay you know he could have saved tony in hindsight if he knew a little bit more what's going on this man is pure gold when he gets into those tribal councils. He literally reveals everything at any given point. And this is why Felix, or to his credits, uh, says, you know, you tell him at the 99th moment, to the last possible moment, you tell him what's going on because he's a complete loose cannon. But for me, there has been, we've seen something happening from him, obviously not in contention for getting the golden spear, but definitely from an entertaining perspective. Look, it's, it's nothing like peeing your pants. Until he does that, um, mm-hmm. Phil's always going to have his number. But I think there's been some entertainment uh, from from his side. For sure, yeah, no, he <laughs> he definitely is quite a, a strange character. But I mean, how, he couldn't. They would have had to come up with some sort of plan to to save Tony because if he played it for Tony, then that's his gone. He's gone because I mean, he had three votes against him. So you know, so like, okay, he might, he, yeah. So so I mean, he could have played it. For her, but then he's gone, so he would have had to orchestrate something, and he didn't seem to do that. Um, I think I'll, I'll give props to Dino as well for not choosing him on that challenge. I don't know if I could have withstood that amount of begging. Yeah, no, he's, he's yeah, the begging didn't you think that was ironic? And I, I quite like that. Is Dino's very good at putting that puppy dog face, and all of a sudden that got reversed onto him. It was almost like there was a moment where the mirror was held up and he was putting the face saying, Please, and Dino was like. No, and he's like, but please, you know, like, no. And I thought that was quite interesting. I think the edit's been very tight, and I've enjoyed those moments where they juxtapose the two moments. Like, for example, the food, him getting the food, and Steffi being hungry, and again, the same sort of the theme being carried through there. Uh, Tristan Abia, Nina Abia. Yes, I can't. Sean, you want to help me with the pronunciation? Ninaber. Ninaber, I don't know. Oh, Ninaber, yeah. Anyway, Tristan, I'm just gonna stick with that. Saying thanks for the shout out. Was super cool to meet you a couple of weeks ago. Not gonna lie. Oh. Oh, there we go, Tristan. Thank you very much, sir. You should have come over and spoken a little bit more. Maybe we could have had a picture. I don't know. Sean? Eh? Come on. All know. right. So, I don't know who uh, that is. <laughs> is this, this is a clearly a clearly uh, cash shot, shot book here? Sean? Eh? What? In terms of we've got the three. We're leaning towards yeah. Felix. Is there anyone else? Mm-hmm. No one. I mean, maybe. Can I uh, say Marion? Okay, uh, can we talk about Marion's game here? A little bit. What I want to give her credit okay. for, what I want to give her credit for is the fact that, in my opinion, what I'm seeing is she's probably going to make it to the end and win this whole thing. That's what I'm seeing. I would, I would hate that. I would absolutely hate that. Um, You're going to see more tears, and it's going to be tears of joy. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's what I'm going to see. That's what I'm calling right now. 
I, I, I could maybe, maybe it's maybe it's more personal than her game plan. But she annoyed me the whole week. There's no ways I could put her up for Golden Spear. Um, <laughs> she's she's too emotional for me. Um, I don't think she's that good. I think the cannibalizing their own alliance so quickly, don't think was a good move. We'll see how it plays out. Um, she could definitely make it far. I don't know. I don't know why everyone's. She just hasn't. Her name hasn't really been, you know, come up in conversation to to be voted out, which is a little bit surprising. But I don't think this, she had an amazing week. But this is why. This is why I'm going to make this prediction. I think she's going to go possibly to the end and win it. I think they're talking about the whole sort of brand ambassador narrative. They've put that out there, which is a very key indication as to how this the season's going to be decided. Especially when you've got a case of super fans, that's going to be a telling factor as to who, whoever they give this this two million rand to. Then you've got the factor where she was in this really strong alliance. Okay, she was cruising somewhat, but she wasn't the figurehead. Never ever was she seen as the beast sort of master or the one with all the social capabilities or all the advantages. So she was protected somehow. They did turn on each other, which wasn't great. So maybe that was a sort of ego-esque thing to Dante's point, the 12th man getting involved there or 12th man. Um, but now all of a sudden she's an extra number. She's a number for the no BS Alliance who have come from the bottom and now have taken the power position and they can decide who they want to play with. But because she's a willing number to work with someone and we know there are these sort of pre-existing relationships outside the game. So when we're looking at what whatever she possibly has with Dino, there's clearly something more than what we saw on TV in terms of what's going to happen there. And I think she's insulated now because you've got Shane. He's a couple of steps behind. So he's always going to have to work with her, even though he's identified saying maybe she's changed. But I think she's going to be managed to somehow just always be in the numbers because the other people are going to start calling the shots up until the point she makes it to the end, to her point where she's saying she's not making the explosive moves, but she's making the small pivotal moves. And that's where I'm going to call, she's going to get there to the end and she's going to have the case. I do agree what you're saying with regards to the emotions. I think that has hindered her week this week. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose you, you raise some good points. I, I do think, I do think if she makes it, to the end, there's a good case for her um, to win it. You know, she has she has played. She she's seemingly very willing to turn on her alliances. I mean, you saw. I, I remember speaking about it. Episode one, day, like basically the first episode, she's saying to everyone, "I'm not a I'm not coupled with Shane," even though they do kind of still seem close. She's like she was willing to sort of vote him out then. Um, in that regard, she's. She's very adaptable in terms of who she, who she will work with, so she's not she's not blindly loyal to anyone. Maybe maybe Steffi. It seemed like she would be very loyal towards Steffi, although, although you know that's obviously null and void now. Um, mm. But but other than that, she doesn't really seem to have strong alliances. She's really just trying to play the game now, which I think could 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 be a good or bad thing. You know, she doesn't have anyone super tight. Maybe. Maybe well, Shane, although she seems very willing. But, but to yeah, but look, let's look at this, Sean. Let's look at this. You got okay. She got Shane. Okay, technically speaking, you got Phil, who thought you know that's the sort of outside close relationship that no one knows about. She can still keep that on the back burner. She's got the relationship. She's now mended with Dino. So those are three sort of people that are looking to do things. You could argue the one thing is, and she won a challenge this week. Let's also not forget that. And considering the fact that where she was at the bottom, she's probably finding herself at the lowest low, and she's managed to come out of that. And she's come out of it quite successfully. And that's why I'm saying she's probably going to make it to the end. Does she deserve the Golden Spear for this week? I don't think so. I think behind you, Meryl had a good week in terms of that one challenge in particular, winning it on her children's birthday. But again, she's completely botched the rest. But is there anything I'm forgetting, Sean? 
I think you forgetting to mention that Dino lost two puzzle challenges there. Oh. Was, <laughs> I forgot he was about in the that. Yeah? For both of those, eh? Meryl Meryl pipped him and uh, Marion came out. Eh? I don't know. I don't know what happened with these with these puzzle abilities this week. Look, he saved it for the car. He did save it for the car. I think, <laughs> you know, like, if, if he won all of them, he's it would have been a tricky situation. I'm in like when I'm looking at Dino's game, there's two things you gotta look at, yeah. And I wonder if the people in the comments are gonna agree with me. He's 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 got uh, he's very Rick Devon-esque. Um, Rick Devon's the man who played in the American Survivor in terms of he's either going to make it to the awards the end. I mean, they've been gunning him from, from day one, so he survived up until this point, so he's going to make it. Or, you know, it's just come to the point where he's done because he's going to get to a point where they're going to start, his own alliance will turn on him and he's going to have to win. And it's going to come to a point where it's the challenge. It's going to be him and the challenge and whether or not he comes through that moment and wins that challenge as to whether or not he progresses in the game. That, that's, that's where I see his game coming to an end. Yeah, I think so. I'm sort of, I'm still trying to work out whether whether people will will take him to the end. Um, but he does seem, yeah, I don't know. He does seem really good at the challenges. Obviously, I mean, like he he won the car one, and and he's always up there. So if it does come down to a challenge, he does have a good shot because uh, you know he he's obviously very good at the the puzzles and um and even the even the physical aspects, you know, sort of slouch. He he was near leading or, or he definitely wasn't far behind in any of them when they got to the puzzle so you know that seems fine um i don't know i'm i'm trying to think if the people would turn on him if i think if they if they can sort of hold fast for a little bit longer on the no bs i think he has a good a good shot and and even though you say that the, the alliance might turn on him he, he still kind of has good relationships um with with other people being marion and, and and maybe not really Tejan, but like Marion and so so you know he's not completely isolated and he's not completely relying on that no BS. So I do think he's I think unless they turn on him, I kind of think he's gonna go relatively far in this game. Not that he hasn't gone from come come far already, but well I, so. I see what you're saying because I mean a tribal council in this last episode he puts out the message that and, and this is very strategic again, very well played, and it's to the point of the whole brand ambassador, to the conversation that he had with Marion in terms of going, Okay, you know, do you really want to beat the goat at the end? And all of a sudden Kalani piping up, going, you know, we've got to respect everyone's game, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's kind of putting it out there. So maybe if he is working with a full, a full goes, well, let me take Dino to the end because I still believe I've made more moves than him. And then it becomes an argument, sort of a case, uh, course, a case at court, pretty much as to who, whose game was better and who delivers the final speech. So maybe that's the, that's a possibility for Dino. But I personally, I think if you've got, you can just see uh, Dante smirk as, as uh, Meryl gets voted out going, yep, told you so. Told you so. Every yeah. time someone's going, told you so. But he did. The only thing that is that Dino is now, he kind of has to pick if he makes, let's say he makes it to the final two and he, he's the person who, who has to pick who sits next to him. He kind of has to go with the best player there because if he doesn't, I'm sure people will be like, okay, but you told us you were willing to sit next to someone good. So you can't really take a goat along to that final tribal council if you've already come out saying you want to beat the best, you know, you want to win it properly. So that's, yep. uh, you, you, whether, I mean, I'm sure he was, I don't think he was lying. I'm sure he's, he seems like a massive Survivor fan. So I'm sure he was genuine saying like, if he wants to win, he wants to beat the best. And he thinks he is, or he thinks he has an argument to, 
to have played the best game if he gets there. So I, I think he would have picked someone who that will be. I mean, I'm not even sure that will happen. I'm just saying if that does happen, he's kind of forced himself now well, to, to take the Sean, best player along. Sean, on that note, we've got Christos saying, is Hilgard van uh, Hastien coming here? And to that point, he's he's a fan expert. I don't just call him a fan. He's not on the show because he's a fan. He's the fan expert. And he is here. He's made it now. And let's let's see what he says with regards to what he would do if he made it to the end before we do anything else. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the man of the, what is it, late hour? What's going on there? Your heart. Um, would you? What would you do? Your heart. What would you do? Sorry for being so late, guys. Uh, I don't know if I get an automatic uh, wooden spoon for being late, but I'll take it on the chin. <laughs> um, I've I've been listening to the conversation about Phil and Dino and who makes it to the end and what the argument is to be made. Um, I want to say something first before I speak about which one of those two make it to the end and and who people should be voting for. We've been hearing the entire week about, oh, there's this carcass, there's this carcass, will Dino win or stuff? But I don't know whether anybody has ever picked up that Phil is also carrying his own curse. You know, nobody in Survivor SA history has actually won the first individual immunity challenge and gone on to win Survivor SA at the end. We saw the likes of Tony Falter in season six, uh, Steffi Falter in seven, uh, I think Kieran won the first one in season eight. So you can go back to all the seasons. So I'm just wondering, um, you know, we had full win the first individual immunity season. So does that uh, curse come to fruition or or not? Have to wait. I love the curses. Yeah. I saw the comment here earlier that, uh, that somebody put out there to say that, um, you know, Dino's catching a lot of flack for their alliance that Phil is not necessarily getting. And I remember, I think, Tony saying in her Ponderosa video that she'll be voting for somebody that also played a good social game or an ethical game. So I don't know if based on that, maybe the jury is swayed to vote for um, for Phil rather than voting for Dino. I don't know, Tony. I, I don't know what we can trust with her and her emotions. I mean, she immediately says she's going to vote for Dante. Like she, she guys, seemed very. This guy, anything very emotional? emotional you know what? We, we're going to have to see. What, what, what do you do for Christmas and special events in your your day to day? Sure, you just write a card and say, "Here we go, people." Is this what? Is what if you I can do? open, nothing. nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Um, See, Hilgard, you came late, so you got Kieran's name instead. So we, we try to elevate your status a little bit, not knowing that you already come with a status. Everyone in the fans or in the comments here already is giving you, showing you so much love. So I don't know if you, I don't know what you do, but these people love you, Hilgard. Uh, well, love for every one of them as well. Um, I complained in a lot of people's ears before I joined this evening about the troubles I had. So, um, yeah, but I, I am happy to be here. Look, I think, I don't know, I, I don't want to rehash anything that you guys might have spoken about for um prior to me joining but yeah I, I kind of feel like in the episodes that we had uh this week it felt a lot all over the place because there were a lot of moving parts so some people were together you know for certain parts of the votes and then for other parts of the votes they weren't um i'm kind of looking forward to see where shane and kilani fit into this mix because for me I just feel like they're non-entities in the, in the like the strategic component of this game. Yeah, yeah. And um, they might end up becoming swing votes in, in mm. a lot of the important votes. 
And I can't think that we get to a final four or a final five and not see uh, the no BS alliance turning on one another at some point. I don't see how they distinguish their games if the three of them make it to, to top three or two of the three make it to final two. They played very similar games. Yeah, yeah, it is so, difficult. Although, I mean, according to Kalani, she orchestrated the Merrill Merrill vote. So, you know, guys, <laughs> we, we, we'll speak we'll speak about that section more in, in the <laughs> the other part in the other segment. But um, it's funny that you had the car curse today, Hilchard, and that's why you're late. Uh, we're talking about car curses. Yeah. Uh, Dino also asking, he said, "Great stays like does the stay extent uh, extend? Sorry, to Australian and US at all? Would be interesting to see the stats." But the immunity win. Yeah, I'm assuming job. I'm assuming that's what he's asking here. Um, but we've also got Tato in the house. We've got Jeremy James. Um, and he's still saying he's saying last year they got to drive the car, which was not a good look for Survivor. I don't know why that hey, is. This 20, 2020 and budget cuts. They can't give away a car, you just get a little spin. Yeah, you got <laughs> like a, a two or three month test drive on the vehicle, something like that. <laughs> hey, look, COVID was difficult for most companies. <laughs> All right, gents. But I think it's that time. I don't know, Hilchard, is there, you said you were listening. Is there anyone else you want to throw out there? Is there something that we missed that you want to contribute before we move on? Um, so I listened for like two, three minutes before I joined. So I don't know if you know what you guys spoke about before that in terms of spoons and spears that you might have handed out. So, um, yeah. Well, we've only spoken about the spear, man. This is only spear section. Come now. Come now, man. Come no, are on. We still on spear? Okay. Yeah, that's why we need to nominate. Yeah. We need to come. We need All to get right. there. Look, if, if push comes to shove, uh, look, the meet was between Dino and Phil for Spear moment. Um, I just think for me, with like the slightest of margins, Phil takes it this week. Oh, another one. Okay, we're going to count down. Everyone in the comments, tell us. We've seen Felix ago. I'm going to count down from five. We're going to say the name. And then there we go. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Say the name. Felix. Oh, Felix. No, we got Felix. We got Felix in the house. It's two to one. I think we outnumber you. That's just that's just the cast. Where, where's uh, the tribe has spoken? There we go. Felix, congrats, sir. Congrats, Felix. We got in the comments as well. Oh, no. Although people saying Dino, Dino. We got Hercules Smith saying Felix, Dino. Okay, yeah. Felix won it, guys. That's how it works. If I had counted the, the comments there, maybe. But we, we're not doing that. Uh, Hilfer, no, thanks for your contribution. Really, you yeah. can leave now. We're going to move on. <laughs> We're going to move on to the dreaded wooden spoon. Okay, we start with the names. First name off the bat, Hilgaard. Let's hear it. Yeah, Claudio, I'm too scared to say it because it really breaks my heart, but... A wooden spoon, I think, has to go to, to Meryl for what we saw in the last episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, all the signs were there that you were potentially going to be voted out, and now you transfer this thing and, it, you know, send somebody with an immunity necklace out not to vote, and you end up going home, and you don't play your 50-50 coin before that. So, yeah, it, it pains me because I've got so much love for Meryl, but, yeah. But also, like in that regard, like the, I, I agree with you. Firstly, but um, to, to add to that, also the the tribal council before she kind of not knew that it was her or Steffi. Like that's why she goes to that Tejon and says, like, please, like I'll give you my reward. Just you know, use it. And then she still doesn't play anything. Like you know, if you if you you kind of you've you've placed so much faith in Tejon, 
like to not switch on you like why not if you have these um advantages play them then and then again you know you then you see okay you've just you know you've you, you've just snuck in there by one vote and you managed to stay. And then the next week, you, you play the, the tribal council pass for Marion. It didn't seem – she didn't owe the No BS Alliance, like, her vote. If it was me, take that tribal council pass yourself, go back, or or play the 50-50. The but the 50-50 obviously is a 50-50. So take the tribal council first and then maybe go to the one that's not guaranteed. So, yeah, I think, I think having those advantages and not – and not using them when she kind of either knew or should have known that she was on the chopping block for me. I, I think also she's a, a very good candidate for golden spoon and probably will end up being my one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, what I just want to add to that is the, when we're looking at Meryl, I mean, it's, it's quite open here for debate at the moment. We've got Meryl, we've got Kalani, we've got Steph, um, a couple of names being thrown out on at some point. I know someone's uh, Tejan, I know someone said Shane, but when we're looking at Meryl's game in particular, to your point though, Sean and Hilchard is when we're looking at this, we, the, everyone talks about how strong her social game is. And in this case, she's got all the rewards and maybe, you know, the, the strategic side is left uh, found wanting a little bit because she's not able to capitalize this to the fullest extent. But there's also a bit of a shortfall in the social game, of her own social game. And I, I can't find it interesting that she couldn't get that read on the other guys, that she just naturally assumed that people were going to take to her, even though she just come from this relationship where she said the closest person she had was Marion. She fell away from them, and all of a sudden she was in the game with Phil and Dino and the rest of them, they're going to do what she said. And it was quite interesting where Marion came out saying she's an actress just being a drama student and playing these... And I don't get that from Meryl at all. And I understand it's the game, but I genuinely believe she forms these relationships. And I think she got caught up in her own social game. And that's what saw, saw her downfall. I, I find it difficult to read her sometimes. She does seem like a genuinely nice person, but sometimes borderline fake. Um, no one could be that happy being voted out, you know? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't seem that that's, that that's why I think that's why I think it, I can understand why someone could say that that maybe she is a bit acting because although I, I do believe she is a or well, not that I know, but I mean, she does come across like a relatively nice person when you when you voted out and you get blindsided like that with advantages in your pocket, you, you might respect the game and say, like, good move. But that must still hurt. That must still, you must still be bleak. Like to the way she acted after that did seem like a bit of an act. So I can see. What okay, but hang on, Sean. You don't like Marion because she's crying. She's come off and mm. she's smiling and she's not happy, but she's trying to be a good sport and you don't like it either. What do you like? You're no. not, what does this man like? <laughs> I don't know. Nothing apparently. Uh, maybe yeah. Sean is just a good actress him, uh, himself as well. You, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think just 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 be honest with the emotion. I no, I say I don't mind them. Like I said, I, I think the the. Like Steffi crying after she got voted out, that seems genuine for me. Well, not that the other crying wasn't genuine. I'm just saying it, it gets a bit much. But if you get voted out, then you have more permission to cry. But I think just to to the point that was on screen earlier, um, I felt in the discussions I had um, with with a few people in the week that that Dante vote um, that that Meryl was a part of was a bit premature and i think that might have been the first thing that kind of set her up for a lot of danger that was unnecessary um but i felt like throughout the game up until this last episode meryl had an extremely good read on the game 
Um, at least that's what the edit suggested to say something is happening. Meryl says, you know what? I kind of feel like this person and this person is working together or this is what's going to happen. I mean, she called the fact that her own alliance with Steffi and Marion was going to start gunning for her. And that's what happened, you know, and mm. she just pulled the move first. Um, so I think her read was spot on. It just when it came to this crucial point, she fell short on that read on what she needed to play at Tribal. And I mean, unfortunately, when you're the person with lots of stuff in your pocket, if you make one little mistake like that, you look like a bigger fool because you had all these goodies. Yeah. And I mean, that's fair. That's a fair point. And that's the, the issue. And that's why she's not too upset, Sean, is because she went out in splendid fashion, even though, and it's a case in point, a Meryl-esque sort of thing to do. And Hilcott, if you ever played the game, I'd expect you to do something as flamboyant. Not not as dreadfully flamboyant, but still flamboyant nonetheless. No, they, will, they will hear it from me if I get voted out. Um, <laughs> so um, it'll be a glorious exit. Okay, well, fair. I think the other names that we need to talk about, I know Tejan being there. I mean, we can argue Shane because all these players, you got your, your Kalani and Shane, they're kind of, everyone else is driving Ferrari this season and they're driving one of those old 1940 VWs and they're stuck at the back playing a different speed of the game. But just with regards to the Kalani conversation, I know we touched on it a, a tad last week with regards to the whole GOAT strategy. Does she genuinely believe that she isn't a GOAT in this scenario? And I mean, Nick Weaver brings it up and is he bringing it up at Tribal Council largely because he's trying to get the other guys to go, no, 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 let's get these goats out and let's make it more exciting? Or, I mean, where do we sit with all of this, Sean? Um, so for me, like I, like last week, we, we discussed it and I like fully agree with, with Kieran's analogy of the Lion King. And, you know, you could, if you make, if you make it to the end and you and you've made some big moves towards the end, you know, you, your storyline could change and you could be there. But she just seems nowhere though. Like her read, like when her and Dina are speaking and she's she's like in the whatever confessional and she's saying like she orchestrated that move. Like she seems I don't know, I don't know if it's oblivious or, or, or what or, or delusional, but like she she just she's I, that's why I don't think she uh has a good read of the game and i don't think she is willing to i mean sorry not willing um able to make those big moves is because she kind of thought she made that move even though when she gets to tribal council she said she didn't really have any conversations so i'm not sure she has any big moves up her sleeve but you know i suppose we'll see how it plays out what do you think your heart so i mean goating is a completely valid strategy it's just i think if you goat there has to be a point at some stage where you kind of have to kick it up into a next gear, you know, where, where you do something. And I compare Kelani's game then to Felix's game, because for how many tribals, Felix has sat at tribal gone, I don't know what's going on. I've got no clue. I've never been to merch, you know. So he's kind of playing the same visual game in telling everybody, I don't know what's going on, whatever. But I think if you look at what we're seeing on screen, what Felix is doing behind the scenes, it's a lot more proactive to what Kilani is doing and that although Kilani might be doing stuff it is completely out of left field like it's like totally random so I don't think Kilani is really actively playing the same game like everybody else is, is playing and she might just be being pulled around for this vote and I think it's too late for her to now yeah. suddenly make the change and you know pick out a big player yeah well, I mean, this is interesting. Oh, Lanko was saying her fight with Tejan over the rice to cover up 
that they're working together. I mean, that's also interesting. The one person you are working with, even Tejan, a guy that everyone says is very hard to read, very hard to play with. And when he even comes out saying, what the heck is this chick doing? Like, where do I sit with her? What's going on here? Sure, no? What's going on there? Yeah, that that situation was crazy for me. I I didn't know what was going on. You know, I, I don't, like obviously, I don't. I don't know the sort of unwritten survivor rules, but if half the people are going to a reward with food, I don't think eating a bit of rice is is that bad, in my opinion. I don't think those people have any sort of right to be pissed off if you come back and obviously they're eating a bit of your rice, but you just won the reward. Um, so I mean, just in terms of fairness, I don't think that was good. Then the fight that broke out when they got back. <laughs> if if that if that was Kalani disguising the fact that they were working together, maybe a, a decent move. But it was so difficult to see whether it was genuine or not. I don't know. I, I didn't know what was going on there. It sure, for a topic you think they have so much of, it's it seems to be a center of a lot of the arguments they have on the island. There, um, Hilchot, is there someone that we're missing here? Someone that needs to be thrown into the mix before we make our, our or give our final spoon to the person? Um, no. So for me, I think. Meryl and Kalani were the top two that I considered for a wooden spoon. Um, I did purely for tribal cash, uh, tribal council fashion purposes consider Shane a wooden spoon nominee for this toga <laughs> that he pitched in <laughs> tribal council. Look, immunity did look good around it. It complimented it. It was bare. And then as soon as Marion, who is the fashion buyer, was like, here we go. This is an accessory that's going to work for you. It, I think it then helped him put it yeah, off. No, I think she said there, fixed it, you know. Um, yeah. Immunity, immunity <laughs> but uh, other than that, yeah, Meryl and Kalani are probably the two that... Uh, All right. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to count down short. No, I think yeah. also... I, no, the only other person that maybe. But I don't know if, if it was just a good move or not. As, I mean, Steffi did go in with the idol in her pocket as well. Um, she didn't really perform in those challenges, even though she was a challenge beast. I mean, Phil doesn't look like a, a you know, an elite athlete by any lengths, but he managed to beat her out in that that holding on the ropes. So, you know, she, she her her main claim to fame being a challenge beast, she didn't do that. And then she had the idol and went out with it, with it in her pocket. So, definitely don't think she had a well. She had her worst week, obviously being voted out. Um, but you know, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that was a good move or her bad play. Yeah, I was left wondering just if I look at at Steffi and Dante whether in these challenges they really put their full force in it because I mean, obviously for them they present a challenge beast threat in the merge component of the game. I mean, there's Dante, that's a very physical player himself, and. We never really saw him feature as the top gun in the challenges and winning an immunity. And Steffi had the opportunity to win and, you know, gave that away when they had their um, outpost immunity challenge. So I'm, I'm just wondering whether that played into the field at all at any given stage. Um, I was, Yeah, I was also considering that because Dante, like, like to, to what you were saying on that rope challenge, terribly did hardly hang on there but you could see him giving him all with uh, giving his all when he uh, ran up those dunes so i don't think he was holding anything back there i mean it was a bad strategy he went out way too quickly but uh you know he definitely gave it his all but yeah i also thought so because i mean the way that they they speak about dante and steffi compared to their performances i mean they really i would not call any of them challenge beasts you know tejan seemed to be the like um, sort of leading the physical element of it. Obviously, he didn't he didn't hang on as well as Phil on, on, in terms of the rope. But the other physical challenge, he seems to be doing the best. And and before, I mean, he's an interesting name to throw up. 
does Tejan just get the wooden spoon for being a Tejan-esque sort of play in Survivor? Or, I mean, like I'm, like I said, entertaining. I'm loving him, and he's really growing on me. Um, but it's to the situation where I'm like, I don't think there's many things he's doing that's helping his own game, apart from the fact of being a, a sort of a spare, a spare wheel, so to speak. Did you have a spare wheel, by the way? Uh, no, because my spare wheel was on my right hand side of my car, so I didn't have one for the left hand side. So a wooden spoon. Hilchard actually just wants the wooden spoon today. All right, guys, we're going to count down. We're going to count down from five, and then uh, we're going to give us wooden spoon. Are we ready? All righty. Five, four, three, two, one. Meryl. Oh, damn it. Nah, 61. Okay, on. fine. All right, Meryl. <laughs> Meryl, sorry to say you get our wooden spoon for this week. Um, it's time for the interesting one, the skull rating, in which we obviously review the week's performance from a viewer-esque edit perspective. Was that scary? Did you go, Was anyone scared there a little bit? Eh? Who crapped in their pants a little? A little bit. Or peed in their pants, rather. More appropriate. Who peed in their pants? There you go. Yeah. No? Okay. Well, Sean, kick us off there. What do you think we should uh, be giving this week for? Uh, well, you know, I've already kind of said it's uh, the best week I've seen so far, so I'd have to go with a four. Oof. That's high. That is so high. If, mm. if you've been watching TNO, you know that's, that's what? That's as good as an Oscar. Hilchard? Jesse, okay, now I, f- I feel bad because I wanted to like also go four-ish because for me it was one of the kind of step-up weeks. So now let me not leave Sean out on a limb. I'm going to go on a four as well. Look, title saying whoever says less than five, give me reasons. Gentlemen, he's just laid it down. There's the gauntlet. What are the reasons? Why less than five? Too yeah, title saying, Sean, why? Dino, I agree with title. Why? Why four, <laughs> Too guys? much he's crying. Too about much this. crying, what about you there? You've got too much no, crying. I don't, I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with the with the crying per se. Um, I, I feel like if we if we see the two or three players hanging in limbo or to the end, step it up, and we really see the sparks fly between every single player there, yeah. then they'll get a five. Okay, that's fair. I think, um, Tato, just to the point, I think what the guys are trying to do here, at 4.5, Cassidy, I think that's a good one. Uh, Sean started quite slow. I think Hilchot's on the same sort of journey in terms of the trajectory. We don't want to go five now because what does that mean for the next one? What does that mean for the ending? Where they kind of hoping there's going to be a big crescendo where we go, yes, best Survivor SA season ever. So right now, it was a very good one. There were a lot of moves being played. I personally think with regards to everything, I do think as things stand, forget about the rating, I think it's the best piece of work they've done in terms of the clean edits, in terms of the challenges. The challenge. I mean, they had the classic challenge of all the sort of wheel spinning, the wheel spinning, the wheel maze, and then all the classic Survivor challenges in one challenge. The one that Dino lands up winning, I thought that was brilliant. Nice little um, Easter egg there for all the Survivor diehards, Survivor fan diehards. So that was good. And to the point where I just think they are building up to something. And if the gameplay is as good as what we've seen, the five is definitely on the horizon. But as things currently stand, I think we can all agree. Can we, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. All righty. Yep. There we go. Four out of five skulls. Well done, LaRue and the crew. That's funny that that works. Eh? Hey, gents, who picked that up? Yeah, you've been LaRue. sitting on that one for four weeks, haven't you? 
No, unfortunately, my best ideas come when I don't think. When I think, I come up with the worst things. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, right, gentlemen, it is that time where we make predictions as to what is to come. Yo, God, what is scarier, the skulls or the storms brewing? Which one are you more scared of? No, the skulls. Yes, we caught a lot of flack for just saying four skulls. So I'm, I'm still <laughs> recovering from that segment, let alone the next one. <laughs> All right, Sean, what, what are your predictions? How do you think the, the next week's going to play out? I think, I, well, I don't know about predictions, but in terms of uh, what I'd be interested in seeing, it would be how that, that no BS alliance carries it forward, whether they, you know, stick to their guns or they start cannibalizing themselves like the um, like the full um, like I said, I, I know they alluded to it in the last episode that um, I think I can't remember who I think it was Marion mentions um, Felix's name as maybe running things. So I think he might be in a little bit of danger. But if if I think if they stick together, uh, they st- should still have the numbers. So I think for me, that'll be interesting to see how that alliance, whether it hol- holds up or people start playing you know, thinking about the end maybe a little bit too prematurely like the, the full package did. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm I'm left wondering just, you know, of those three in the No BS Alliance, how those connections look with the other players if weighed up against one another. So if the crack comes, which one of the three is the first to be booted? Um, and yeah, from what we've seen, you know, there's been very subtle hints about how Felix has been speaking to people and mm. um, yeah, I've, like I said earlier, I, I just don't think there's a big distinction between Dino and Phil's game at this stage. Um, and, and I feel like maybe there was a bit of a foreshadow in what we saw in the last episode. I think it was Dino's quote where he says, you know, sometimes you've got to dip into the dark side a bit. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe that's coming where we'll see a move being pulled on, on maybe Phil or even Felix. Yeah, I think between the three of them, I think Felix will be the casualty because I think the relationship, I think Dino and Phil are looking at the sort of Wendell, and I'm throwing a lot of names out there. I threw out um, Rick Devins and the comparison, the comments there said it wasn't accurate. I mean, I did want to say Tony Flatros, but we can't be throwing statements like that around, you know. Tony Flatros, my, my point to the whole sort of Tony Flatros-esque is he either goes all the way or he crashes and burns. And that's the sort of comparison we're looking at. Dino is either going to go all the way or crash and burn. But when we're looking at the the Felix sort of dynamic there, I think he's the first one out of the three, just because they got that Wendell slash Dom relationship. I think um, when we're looking at the other numbers, your Kalani, your Tejan, it's going to be interesting to see if Shane can rally the troops. Because it is technically, if you just put those three together, it's three versus three there. And then you got the other, you got Marion. Um, running around there and then Marion's going to be quite decisive and this is why I'm saying Marion's going to have the pick eventually as to which direction she wants to go and who she can manipulate and why I see her going towards the end um, but that's pretty much what I've got to say um, I don't know if they Hilchard um, when you're looking at it from a challenge perspective is there anything that you're looking forward to I mean Tato's asking the question is this 2 million only for big seasons or every season till it's raised again for, for his recast I mean that's a fair question Tato <laughs> Yeah, look, I mean, it's obviously it's a big season because we've got returning players, you know, that have got a point to prove. So um, I don't know if they do another newbie season where the two million is back on the table um, because these players have proved something to some extent already and they just have to finish their arc story. So uh, I think if we were to have another season, we'll probably be back on a mole. 
for those players. Sean, you're the investment guy. What do you think? Do you think even two million? Do you think two million is enough when you consider that the US guy's got two million US dollars? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Until I like, until I audit them, I have no idea what they can give out. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> difficult to make this call not knowing the budget at all. Um, but I mean, at least they're giving the car away, I suppose, is, and not not a little spin. So they must be doing a little bit better. Um, Look, but, they do. Uh, they, yeah. use their, they maximize their sponsors really well. They've got frigging Future Life coming in there. They've got Mahindra getting the car. They've got uh, next week, every host with a nice call from home. So I think the plugins have, have been yeah. quite natural. Maybe something that we become too familiar with. I don't know if like the foreigners watching, they're like, what? All these name droppings, but I suppose um, it's kind of what the show needs. So maybe to that perspective, Tato, yes, it's probably only going to come back when you one day get recasted. You first got to get casted for a normal season, win it, and then say you only won it because of TNO, and then get recast. If you don't do that, they won't cast you ever. So that's what you should say in your entry video. Okay, just key <laughs> little some advice. <laughs> um, I think the budget is a, is a real thing. I mean, we've up until now not really have. Uh, or had weeks where we've had separate individual and reward challenges. They've kind of been combined, you know? So I think that might also be a budget thing and saying, listen, we, we can't set up 30 or 40 challenges during the season. We only have capacity for 20 now. So, yeah. 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 I also thought maybe that's, that's why they feed them so much too, because all their sponsors are food related. They got future life and fresh stuff. So I thought maybe it was a monetary decision as well to to feed them so they could br- plug their sponsors. Yeah, uh, I think before we just jump off here, because we are wrapping up towards the end of the show, are you gentlemen brave enough to give a prediction as to who's going to win this entire thing? I realize, I realize, as I say, prediction. I need to be more specific because Sean, you don't just you don't deal in the world of <laughs> hypotheticals. You need black and white points um, so in terms of who's going to win this entire thing sure um i don't know i if i had to put money on it uh i don't know maybe I, i'm just trying to i'm trying to think between see i don't know if this is too premature if it's whether it's dino or phil um i'd like to say I'd like to say Phil. He would be my pick, but I think maybe that's more because I think he's been the most entertaining. So I'd like to see him win. I'd really, really not like okay, to see so, him so, win. Okay, so, so, so on that note, so, so you're picking him as a winner, but then let's also throw out most um, fan favorites. So, okay, so your winner, in your case, would he be your fan favorite too? Phil? For sure. Right now? As yeah. Okay. Your thought? Um, so for me, I think it comes down to two players. Um, I think probably the person with the best shot in is is Dino, based purely on the fact that he's got that uh, day thirty two uh, outpost uh, outpost advantage um, that might change the game significantly, um, and I think he set himself up in such a way that if he makes it there, the people that are sitting on the jury, um, I think very easily cast a vote for Dino. Um, either because they played together or just because Dino is a nice guy and they had a good social connection, you know, and therefore votes for the guy. Um, but I think the person that stands in his way is Marion. I think Marion's also got a very good arc. Just my own little analysis on edit, I felt like from the start to where we are now, we've seen a consistent story for Marion. We've seen a consistent story for Dino. Um, and, and that, for me, just suggests that 
it might be one of those two. Yeah. And that's my point. Dino's either going to be Tony Blackshaw, who's going to win everything to survive and get to the end, use that advantage, or we're going to see happy tears in the form of Marion winning the thing at the end. That's my opinion. But the one last thing I want to ask you guys, will we see a goat taken to the end and a goat? And again, let's not, let's not bash it in a negative light. It is a strategy. And it's one that, you know, if we take last season's winner into consideration, it's one that can work and help you win the entire season. But will we see a goat at the end? I don't think so. Uh, I, I think in terms of the names or, or who you, you would consider goats being like Kalani and maybe a, I don't I don't know maybe a Shane or a Tejan. I I can't I can't final final two. So for me, I don't think so. Yeah, what? I I don't think so either. Um, unless of course you know um, Kalani pulls a Jean and in the last three or four challenges, you know, <laughs> pulls out a final two, final three immunity challenge win and you know goes through to the finals i i don't think that's going to happen for um for kalani uh, i just think we've heard a lot in the story about players saying we want to take stronger players to the end um and i think we've heard it too many times for the edit to try and fool the viewer yeah so we're gonna have a sort of like marion would say an explosive ending in terms of shape maybe Guys, no one said anything about these guys. Shane, Shane's also, we, we haven't seen, you, I mean, you think it's a point where they're just going to cut Shane because we haven't seen enough of Shane. Like it's not coming. And I think that last, the last episode in particular was quite telling in terms of going, oh, he's picking up on the movements of Marion. He's picking up on one or two things. Yeah, he's got it all completely wrong, but maybe it's something that can change for him like that. Do you think that's a possibility? Look, I, I think, think he Shane's wants to make some moves. Oh, sorry. sorry, No, go for it. I think Shane's game is dependent on what Phil and Marion decides and whether they, you know, go with Shane because then there's a season five something happening. Um, if that doesn't, I see Shane's path to the end become a lot more complex and difficult. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I, I think you could see. You could see him realizing he needs to do something in the last episode. You know, the, the game's getting away from him a bit. You know, he's obviously made it to thus far, but you know, he hasn't really made any big moves or any any real moves of significance. So, I think you know, he tries to tries to make a move on Dino um, in the previous episodes, and I think he'll try that again. So, try uh, convince the the people not in the no BS alliance to maybe join forces and try get one of them out, whether that's Dino or the other guys. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna try something in the in the next week. I think. I think he has to. Otherwise, you know uh, I think he's to be honest. Yeah. Oh, right. And on that note, final thoughts, gentlemen, is there anything you want to leave our audience with before we head out? Sean? <laughs> no. Uh, sorry, I didn't want to speak over again. Um, no, nothing from my I'm Like I said, I'm just, I think my, my, maybe still on the Storm's Brewing thing, I think that's sort of what I'd like to see play out is the No BS Alliance. Alliance. I keep saying Alliance. Too much account. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all the budgeting uh, you've been doing there. <laughs> sort of what I'm most intrigued to see is what they do, whether they stick together. Or, you know, there's some infighting. So that's it from me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think maybe like my closing thoughts is I'm I'm wondering whether the players in the game are not only thinking about who they're keeping in the game with them, but who they're ultimately sending to jury and what that person does when they're on jury. Um, because to the point that I made earlier, you know, I'm just looking at who's sitting there and you've seen someone like Dante kind of gun for Dino for very long. But in my mind, I think Dante is the guy that would be able to separate, you know, whatever he felt in the game and still reward Dino with a winning vote. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'll be interested to see whether those players kind of start thinking about, you know what, we've sent Steffi there and Steffi would potentially vote for this person on the jury. So maybe we get this person out now instead of keeping them in the game, you know? So yeah, yeah. I think they, they need to start thinking about that. Some jury management to be done there for the players. Um, and on that thing, I just want to last, last sort of thing we need to say is in terms of whether or not Tejan picks up one of these fake idols lingering at tribal. I'm still waiting for that to happen. I'm hoping next week is the week. Right. If you've joined us for the first time, thank you very much. Our regulars, we want to say we love you and we're looking forward to seeing you next week. If you haven't liked, subscribed, or just told your mother's uncle's best friend, sister's uncle, then uh, you suck. So do that. All right. Remember, everyone, if you don't know what to be, come on. Be cool. Uh -huh. Ah, there we go. Sean, you're getting better at that. <laughs>